0: Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of On Spot Sports. And before we get to our guest today, we have a big shout out for, for Living Sisu. Living Sisu is a platform and app that wants to give you all the tools to have success in your sport. Their main objective is to activate your lifestyle. So for active, it's for active people. Enjoy discounts at, at companies like BioSteel, 30% off, Body Logics, The Goalie Guild. All his books are discounted. Roan, Lululemon for men. off online stretching programs with Eccentrics, one full month free. They got super silent massage guns, 20% off those. And it's a great quality. It's way less expensive than a Theragun. And it's great great quality. So there's so many more discounts that you guys will need to just become a member to see. So they want to provide you with anything you need for success. So come join the community. I'm part of it. A bunch of other athletes are a part of it so it's free to join it takes 20 seconds to have it, to get exclusive offers to your sport and it's definitely worth worth it so do do us a huge favor and go sign up for Living Sue's membership it's free 20 takes 20 seconds so go do it and we'll see you there Living Sue is a great company we uh we know one of the co-founders Zach Fercali he's a great guy he uh He's the co-founder, and he does a lot of live streams on Instagram at uh, at Living Sisu and with a bunch of elite athletes. And you learn a lot from like the athlete's determination, the resiliency, everything, to what me- made them become successful. So it's been a great experience so far. So go on. I'm going to leave uh, the link in the description. So uh, go sign up. Yo, oh, Welcome back to another episode of On The Spot Sports. I'm Jack and in today's episode we have a very special episode as I am joined by professional hockey goaltender Cam Johnson. Cam just finished his fourth season of professional hockey playing for the Cleveland Monsters in the American Hockey League as well as the Florida Everblades in the East Coast Hockey League. Cam helped the Florida Everblades pick up their second ever Kelly Cup championship this past season while also winning The most valuable player award for the kelly cup playoffs also known as most valuable beauty because he's a beauty (laughs) (laughs) cam has also Uh, uh, spent time in the nhl with the new jersey devils and the columbus blue jackets uh he played his junior hockey days in the united states hockey league in the u show before attending four years of ncaa division one college hockey for the university of north dakota prior to turning pro so uh, this has been an episode in the in the making for a while now so uh, Cam, I'm glad to have you on so welcome to the show, Cam Johnson.
1: <laughs> yeah, what an intro, holy. But no, I appreciate it. It's good to be on here. I'm excited. It's going to be a good yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I've
0: I've been uh I've been looking forward to this one, especially like ever since uh because it's a it's a funny story how of how we met and how we got this to together. And uh cuz you were in Chicago or you were playing with the Cleveland Monsters that one game in Chicago. Yep. And uh you gave up four or five <laughs> goals, and I met you after the game, and you're like, yeah, like, this does not define my game. Like, I fucking suck this game. Like, after you said that, I was like, I got to get this guy on the podcast. He's a fucking beauty.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was a tough one. Chicago was a fucking wagon this year. So I think we played him on, like, a Sunday or whatever. It was three and three. We went, like – I think we went Milwaukee – to gr to chicago or it was something stupid when they should have went like gr to milwaukee to chicago yeah. or vice versa we had it all opposite so it was like it was the three and three burger but yeah i went in there i didn't i didn't have my best night <laughs> I think I only played probably a, a period, a period and a half before I got chased. <laughs> yeah, It was one it's... of those games, like, I think, like, the first shot on net went in, or, like, yeah, I they scored so. a couple early. I'm just like, oh, God, <laughs> here we give, go. Give me the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like, fuck. Every, every time they're coming down, I'm like, these fuckers are going to score here again. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's all right. Everyone, though I put that yeah. one behind me. <laughs> oh yeah, and you went on to bigger and better things. So usually we start <laughs> from youth hockey on, but I want to start. I I know everyone wants to get right into the business with uh with how this season went because you did win <laughs> a Kelly Cup championship with the Florida Everblades. Also yep. got MVP the for, for the MBB. Beauties. <laughs> <laughs> MVP, but like how like this was a this was a really great season for you so like how what do you how do you put into words like how your season went with Florida and with Cleveland and then just to back that up with a Kelly Cup championship and MVB
1: yeah. yeah it was it actually was you know I mean granted I had a lot of success this year our team in Florida was really good so I mean, I can't take all that credit but um, obviously the team's not this not the same without a goalie and, like those guys all da- all down there, I, I'd been playing with them. It's This is would have been my third year in Florida. I've never been there for a full year. My first year was the COVID year. We had a wagon that year, probably would have won, but COVID year, it got ended. Second year, we are lights out at the start of the year. I was like seven and one, I think. And then that's when I signed with Columbus. And then I was almost going to try and come down at the end of the year, but for playoffs, which we, I think we would have won last year if I would have came down, but um, there ended up being something like Columbus would have had to continue paying me like what they were paying me. And it would have been for like, you know, probably another month and a half. So it would have been like 10 grand or something. And they weren't willing to pay that because they're obviously have no affiliation with Florida or whatever. So that kind of stuff. But again, this year, um, kind of a a rough start at the beginning. Uh, I went into Columbus's camp. i I left Columbus like 11.4% body fat, whatever. I think like a hundred and, or maybe like 202 pounds or something. And I came back to training camp in Columbus, like two Oh six. I think I was 13% body fat, which isn't like, you know, groundbreaking, but obviously with the opportunity I had there, they weren't happy about that. And they actually sent me home from training camp. So I didn't even get to, I didn't even get to participate. I went there, did all like the off ice testing too, of course, like did the yeah. freaking bike bagger. The... The things you want to miss. Yeah, exactly. I did all that stuff. And then they just gassed me right after that. So that was kind of a tough one to wear right away. And then, you know, the plan was for me to be in Cleveland for the whole year. And I went down to Cleveland and they just, you know, we had like, I think Jeff Ruby down there and, um, the other Terasov. Terasov. He's like, they just signed him to a one way, two like two years one way, whatever. But they had those guys both down there. So I was looking from an outsider looking in, like I've played pro hockey. I I know what it's all about. Yeah. I'm like, all right. So like you know, these guys are gonna fucking they're just gonna get rid of me. Like it is what it is. And they actually tried keeping three of us there. And the year year prior, I was with Columbus and I was on the taxi squad. So I mean that was a really cool experience. I got to live the NHL lifestyle but it was fucking hard. Like I was basically a shooter tutor every day. I'd be in my gear for like three hours. I'd have to go out early, do a goalie session, do the taxi squad skate. Then I'd have to do the session with the NHL goalies. Then I'd have to go do the NHL practice. Then I'd have to stay off. Then I'd have to stay out there after for all the extra shit. You know, for fucking Patty Line and Max Domi, one of the drills, both of those guys at the top of the circle, just feeding them, feed them one tees working on their one their power play one team like just gonna hit in the bucket do. every single time oh, like, oh Fuck. man dude Patty hit me between my eyes and I like actually like my vision went black for a second. I was like dude you almost just fucking knocked my ass out. But anyway, so came down to Florida and then even in Florida like they didn't have plans for me to be down there. So we had three goalies there and they have an affiliation with Nashville. So you know like they they had a, a end of the bargain that they had to hold up with their goalies. So there's already two, two Nashville goalies or whatever, two Nashville prospects down there. So I was actually getting scratched in Florida, believe it or not. Like I would be scratched in Florida for like two weeks and then i get called up to Cleveland. I'd play like six games in a row. I get sent down to Florida I'd get scratched. I get called up to Cleveland. And I, I think I was up and down like 10 times this year between Florida and Cleveland. So, you know, it was a lot of up and down this year, but, um, I just kind of had this, like, almost like, fuck, it was like a fuck you, or just like a fuck it mentality, like, you know, whatever, kind of pissed off at Columbus, I guess, and I mean, it comes down to me, I should have came back in better shape, whatever, but I just felt like they didn't even really give me a look, and just kind of pulled the plug right away, so I just kind of had, like, you know, like, the fuck it mentality out here, like, I'm just going to ball out, like, that's all I could do if I play good, like, these guys are going to have no choice then to keep playing me, so, that's what I did, and um, you know, I had some success. Cleveland was tough. Our our team wasn't really, you know, the strongest. We had a young team. They got a lot of prospects on the team. They're trying to groom and they're kind of in like a rebuilding process. So we kind of, you know, felt the draft down in the AHL yeah. when you're in the rebuilding process, whatever. So got some games, got some good games in the A. That was, that was good. But obviously coming down to Florida at the end of the year, I had a, I had a great season in Florida, like during the season when I played um, I just knew I was the guy too. Like they even told me that I'd be getting scratched the coach, I'd be in the coach's room. They're like, You're our guy. Like you it's just like we have no choice. Like we can't we literally can't play like Nashville sent like their goalie coach there, player development guy there. So it was like almost like they were intentionally sending guys down there so I so I wouldn't play. But whatever. Push games to shove, they they were true to their word and they played me every game when I got back in playoffs and we had a great playoffs, ended up winning it all, so great season. Nice, still, nice little feather on the cap after all that bogus.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's like, what What do you – is that, like, stuff you learn? It's just, like, to have that, like, mentality and just be like, I got to go in and do whatever I can because I know I'm the guy, but, like, I'm still not playing. I just got to put in the work and just keep, keep going because something at least is going to hit the fan. I'm going to get that opportunity to yeah. show, like, what everyone knows I can do
1: yeah that's you know that's the thing like it's hard pro hockey's a business and yeah you know like i'm a free agent everywhere i go i'll be a free agent and you know you got management you got guys that are that are drafting these kids that you know they want to sign these guys they want to give them the the first opportunity because you know if they don't then their upper management obviously doesn't look look the brightest so um you know pro hockey's a business and opportunities are few and few and far between and it's something you just kind of learn as you progress and continue to play like it's it's something that frustrated the hell out of me at first you know like why why are these guys starting over why is this kid starting over me why is he here and I'm here like and you, you can't do that like you can't get frustrated you can't compare yourself to anybody else like you just gotta you know almost like rewire your brain like I'm gonna do it my way and I'm gonna fucking stop the puck and you do that like hopefully your way is not being an a-hole if you're you know a good teammate good person and you can make saves like you're gonna have a job somewhere so it's all about that just having that good mentality and you're gonna you know there's bumps in the roads you're gonna get kind of dicked around sometimes and some coaches might tell you one thing and then fuck you're on a a flight the next day getting shipped out of there so it's it's hard it 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 really is a grind at times but you know we, we play hockey our whole life and obviously this is what you strive to do in, in your hockey career so I'm definitely enjoying it too while I, while I do it. Yeah you, you got you got to
0: enjoy the journey no matter where it takes you like it, there's gonna be bumps in the roads but you just gotta go full force you know play your hardest play your heart out and just yeah. enjoy enjoy what you do because you're playing the sport you love and right. making money with it.
1: Yeah at the end of the day like it's hockey's brought me some cool places and Obviously, I've had some success in Florida, so I've I've had a nice little home there. My my pro career so far, obviously, I'd like to strive and, and get back up to the NHL. I I think my game's obviously good enough. It's just about yeah. you know working working to get that opportunity again, and if it presents itself, you just got to ball out.
0: Exactly. That's that's all that's all that it's about, and just like you uh, spent like three years in Florida, like you said, so, like what. How special yep. is Florida for you, and just to uh, know that you have a place there, no matter
1: no matter where where you play? Yeah, it's it's an unbelievable spot. I tell I tell everybody it's a paid vacation. Really, <laughs> I mean it's awesome. You leave the rink every day. You're wearing, you know, board shorts and flip flops, and it's like, all right, what am I going to do today? Am I going to golf? Am I am I going to go sit by the pool? Go to the beach? It's, it's a it's a great life and um you know i i enjoy it down there and the, the fans are awesome like a lot of midwest people travel down there they're called snowbirds so like those winter months those prime winter months like we get some really good crowds and you know the people are knowledgeable about hockey up there there's there's good hockey fans so um it's a it's a lot of fun to play down there
0: is, is it as hard like the ice like is the ice super soft in the south like a lot of people say or do you just get do you get used <laughs> to it over time
1: Yeah. You just get used to it. Like personally, I think our ice is fucking terrible. So, um, you know, a lot of places we go, they have better ice than us. So we always use that to our advantage too. Like we'll go play somewhere or whatever and they'll come see us. It's like, boys, they've never played in the swamp before. Like they they have no idea what's coming for them because it gets really hot there. So it it gets hot and like the humidity or whatever, like sometimes the ice is just like so snowy or they can't, they can't jam it, they'll just have to dry scrape it. So it, it seems like there's always something going on with the ice, but um, you know, playing at Hertz Arena, I think it's an advantage. Like the ice isn't great, the boards are hard. So like when teams come in there, they know they're in for a battle, especially Saturday night. We don't lose a Saturday night at the Swamp.
0: It's called called the swamp for a reason, and like bad, bad ice, whatever, whatever it is. Like you guys don't don't lose on Saturdays. Like no, it's it's the swamp for a reason. Like the the swamp is where uh the floor diver blades play, and the mo where the most dangerous man in South Florida lives.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the most dangerous. That was from my first year. The most dangerous man. That kind of stuck around for a little bit. Oh yeah,
0: it's it's a fun uh fun little nickname to have to have for yourself, especially <laughs> like if you're playing in Florida for so long.
1: <laughs> right, it's the perfect yeah. nickname. Eh? No, yeah, the fans amazing. are awesome there too. I mean, they've opened me, they've welcomed me with open yeah. arms, and you know how could you not love me? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, that's I'm awesome that, that, that's, that's still awesome but then you go in you yeah. go on for a long kelly cup playoff run where you're like you go 15-3 and three, like the boys are buzzing mm-hmm. uh you're even fighting guys on the other team on the other <laughs> team you're fucking nail gun like what what was that those like playoff rounds like leading up to the kelly cup final and then just being able to call yourself champions
1: yeah, it was, it was a great run. It was a lot of fun. Like we knew like the past, you know, the past couple years before we got robbed and like, finally I was able to come down there. Like we had our, you know, our, our good core guys that have been there for a few years. So I almost want to say like, we just had this mentality going into it. Like we knew we were going to win. So we had a lot of confidence. Like we played the right way. Like Obviously I, I was pretty dialed in a playoff. So like, we just knew how to play, like, we knew how to structure each team, where, like, you know, if I had to make a couple big saves, I was able to do that, and, like, I knew in my mind, like, okay, it's gonna come down to a point, you're gonna have to make a, a big save or two, and it's not like I was getting peppered all game, or whatever, yeah. like, we, we just did a great job in playoffs, everybody bought in, like, nobody was bitching about not being in the lineup, or whatever, like, the guys that weren't in the lineup, like, they worked hard. Still, they didn't, you know, make it about them. Whatever. We we just had like the perfect balance of guys. Everybody there wanted to win. Like we could tell when we would get up, get up on teams. Like you know, a couple games to none or whatever. If they had to come back to Florida, like they were done. We'd yeah. play them and like maybe there's you know we lost three games. Whatever. Like the games that we lost too. Like we, like basically gave to them. Like it was almost like a fluke that we lost. So it was yeah we just knew we had a, we had a wagon. We had a, a lot of confidence rolling into, rolling into playoffs and we won a shit ton of games. So it was a lot of fun. And, you know, to be completely honest with you too, we were basically on a band like all playoffs. Really? <laughs> oh yeah. Like Newfoundland, Newfie was so fun. Oh my God. <laughs> they have like the most bar per capita, like their little, whatever mile road. And I think it's like state street or something. I don't know. Whatever. If you talk to anybody in the coast, they're gonna know what street that is. But there's literally like a bar every five steps.
0: <laughs> that's that, that's heaven right there. And just every 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 night after the game, off nights, like find oh, yeah. yourself at the bar.
1: Yep. All of a sudden you're fucking in one. What the hell? How did this happen?
0: <laughs> and then you have a you have a game the next day, and you're like, oh, we're gonna win. So it yeah. doesn't, doesn't
1: really matter. Here's a here's a forty save shout out.
0: Yeah, because you you pitch a ton of shutouts. You pitch what <laughs> five five shutouts during that time? Yeah, four I think. Four or five. So you're oh, obviously 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 you're feeling and just everything's <laughs> going everything's going right. So like, how do you stay so dialed in when like every game matters and like you just you're you're playing a ton of games? So you also have to recover because playoff hockey yeah. uh, is hard on your body.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what, like, some people probably don't realize, too, is that's at the end of the season, so it's, like, you know, you're, whatever, bumped and bruised from the whole season, but, honestly, playoffs is, it's the best time of the year, too, so, like, whatever, whatever, you know, bruise or banged up you got, like, you, you just put it on the back burner for playoffs, so, um, you know, playing the load of games, like, I didn't really play it. I played a ton of games, actually, in Cleveland, especially when I was there, because I would, like, you know, I was like the basically the third goalie there, and they went through like a lot of injury trouble this year again. So there's a lot of times where I sh- I sh- was supposed to be in Florida, I would sh- get called by Cleveland like you know, ten o'clock one morning, like hey, we got a flight book for you two o'clock, like and hey, can you play tomorrow? It's like holy shit, like all right, yeah, like no no problem.
0: Backing up the but, frequent flyer miles at miles <laughs> yeah,
1: as well. yeah literally no i guess i got a ton of i got a ton of miles it was funny though like the the i would always fly spirit i would fly spirit or frontier when they would call me up and Longer. people are like dude what the fuck why are they flying they you fly spirit like i mean they would take care of me they'd put me in the exit row or whatever but it's because like spirit and frontier had a direct flight to cleveland it was like the only direct flight if i would have flown like delta or american i would have had to like connect i think in like chicago or something or whatever i would have had a connecting flight so i had to fly spirit every time pretty classic got a shit ton of spirit miles this year
0: Say <laughs> so it saves you a bit of a bit of like a bit of uh structure on the body especially when you're not when you just have one flight instead of like connecting and but but yeah. spirit spirit airlines that's uh that's a bold choice right there
1: (laughs) I know right I would tell people like yeah the flying spirit what do you think they think of me (laughs) (laughs) but no I mean Columbus took good care of me it was you know a bummer they didn't re-sign me I thought I played well enough but it is what it is yeah but anyways yeah. yeah it's playoffs is hard it's it's hard on your body but you just you know you you find a way and everybody was fired up everybody was excited and I had a lot of confidence like Obviously, we, we were winning a lot of games. I was stopping a lot of pucks. And, um you know, the boys just knew they knew they could rely on me back there. So when I came back, to we were in the first series already. Playoffs had already started. They were one and one with Greenville. And I came in there. And I think we won or we lost one to them in OT, whatever. But it was a fluke. But we came in there, like, pumped them three games in a row. And all the boys were just all fired up, like, fuck it, right? So we got our guy back. Like, let's do this so it was just yeah we 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 just knew we had a wagon we we knew we were going to win a lot of games and you know it's hard especially that time of the year like it's hard to win games and um you know the the teams that win it's it's not always the best teams either it's just you know the most gritty teams and we just had a group of guys all on to be there all on to win so it made it really easy yeah they they just just
0: buy into the program buy into the program and once you do that the, the sky's yep. the limit, because the boys are going to want to go through a fucking wall for everyone.
1: Yeah, that's that's the thing, too, right? And, you know, I came back there, like, fuck If one of the boys fucked up, I'd make a big save. i tell him, like, I got your back, bro. Like, don't worry about it. Fuck. You fuck up. You got your rock back there. So, like, it's, you know, it's the boys having confidence in me and me having confidence in the boys. Yeah,
0: that's that's what it's all goes, about. Like, once,
1: yeah, it,
0: it goes it. Once you have that, way. like, fuck, you're winning.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, when you got... Fucking you're coming up there, boy. Every save the boys are tapping you on your pads and you know, you're going out after you're just getting wasted. They're telling you how fucking sick you are. I'm like, you guys are gonna be the reason we won. You're just gassing me up all the time. They'd just be like, CJ, you're so fucking nasty, dude. You're such a fucking beauty. And like the guys, every practice, and I tell them too, like, you know, we we're boozing. we had some late nights together. I'd be like, you guys just need to tell me at fucking every practice, just tell me I look sick, even if I'm hung. Like, just tell me I look fucking awesome. And they would, man. Every practice, like they'd come down, I make a big save, whatever. Like everybody be fucking banging on the boards and shit. So it was a lot of fun. We had a great group of guys. Uh, That's fucking unreal. It's like,
0: what did what would you do with your with your day with the cup?
1: <laughs> so we didn't really like get a day with the cup, but I had a few days with it in Florida. Like right after the season, um, I had been going to a couple clubs down in Naples, so I knew like a couple managers, whatever. And, um, one of our parties, one of the guys was like, Yeah, we need to fucking have the Kelly here. Like, we'll take care of you guys, like comp all your bottles and all that shit. So we had like a sick night at at a Naples club, um, Cabo it was called, but it was like Cabo night with the Kelly, whatever. So we went there, got all banged up. Um, I wanted to go to the Lani Kai. That's the beach bar out there. We actually and that's my literally my favorite place on earth. I fucking love the Lani. But we didn't make it out there. It was, was kind of like you know, it, it's pro hockey. Like, guys got families and, you know, guys got shit going on. So, it was like – I stayed out in Florida for probably, like, three weeks, three weeks, maybe close to a month. But, like, a week after the season, there was only, like, eight eight of us there, eight to ten of us. Like, over half the boys had already left. So, it was sad. It ended quick. But, you know, we had a really fun few days. Took yeah, that cup that- everywhere
0: oh yeah you took club, <laughs> clubs at bars everywhere it's just where yeah. wherever the wherever the kelly is that's where you know where uh where the party <laughs> is and it's gonna fucking be uh be lit
1: <laughs> you know where to find me <laughs> find the kelly you find me
0: oh yeah A- absolutely but but i want to i want to get on to uh, like your your first like stint with uh with like pro hockey so like what so like you, after you graduated from University of North Dakota, you then yep. went on to play uh, with the Binghamton Devils in the, in the American leagues. So like what, what was your time? Mm-hmm. Like getting, getting your foot in the door of professional hockey and like realizing like the realities of it.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was nice. So my first year coming out of college, I was on an NHL deal. So um, especially like in the minors, it's crazy. Like contracts are actually like a big deal. You'll yeah. have like a guy on the, you know, an, an entry level deal, and you'll have like an older guy that's on an AHL deal. It's like this old older guy on the A deal should be in the lineup, but it's like they play this, you know, NHL contracted entry level guy or whatever. Yeah. So my first year, I was an entry level guy, which was nice. I was got the benefit at wherever. I, like I went down to Adirondack, like I was the fucking man there. Um, Binghamton, I was the man there. I got called up to New Jersey, like I was in the mix, you know. So. Yeah it was a, it was a really cool experience. Like first year getting called up to the NHL, like a lot of guys don't get that opportunity. And, um, you know, it's, it's something I look back at and I like almost wish I would have done more. Like I did a lot when I was there in New Jersey and I was up in New Jersey for like probably a month total my first year too. So like I was up there and I I had opportunities. I just never got in. I've played in preseason games, but I've never played in a regular season game. So I had opportunities. I didn't. It didn't end up working out, but um, no, it it was cool. I I signed with New Jersey. Like it was quick. It was it was crazy time. Like my season ended, and I uh, like I have an agent, whatever. So my agent had been telling me like, yeah, I got all these teams calling you, like calling me off the hook, asking what you're doing, whatever. So like my season ended. Like my agent called me the next day. Like yo, what do you want to do? Like I got these teams calling, yada yada yada. He's like, they're going to want to, like, see you play, like, you're going to have to go down there, which I was kind of bummed about, too, you yeah. know, it's like senior year, I just, I went, fuck, I just party with all my boys, whatever, but no, I signed, like, two days after our season, I flew out, like, the next day, and then I think I was in Binghamton for, like, a month, but actually, like, a crucial month, like, being able to go in there and, and get my toes wet, I played a few games, like, seeing how a pro operated, because, like, pro is so much different than college, like, College is almost like harder schedule-wise because you got class, you got practice. Yeah, yeah like, like everything. Yeah, yeah, like everything's planned out. Pro is just like you have practice and you have games. It's like you know that, that's really it. Like pre-game meal, figure it out on your own. Like warming up for games. College, we did everything together. Pro, it's like everybody. Like you have some guys go grab a coffee and sit, sit in their ditch for fucking two hours, and then that's their warm up. So pro is just like a whole different dragon. it's, you know, it's like a stats, it's a stats driven thing. And, um, you know, you got to get what you need and, and do what you need to feel good. And, um, you know, a lot of places understand that and get that. And you got guys that just operate completely differently. And there's some guys I've played with in pro, like, how, how the fuck has this guy been playing, like played pro for so long, the way he treats his body, like, what he eats. And some people are just wired differently. And, Um, you know it it was cool kind of coming in and getting a little taste of that right after college so I knew coming into the next year like all right this is you know this is what pro is and you got a lot of downtime. like this year especially I'm going to try and like you know do something on the side try and figure out if I can maybe get a job or something in Florida set myself up for you know life after hockey because that's the other thing It, it eventually comes to an end too so yeah it was it was it was nice getting in there and my first year kind of getting my toes wet and seeing the pace, the pace I remember was like, just that every step that you make, like it's just the pace and the sharpness of hockey. It's just a little bit better. And, um, you know, I could really tell they're coming in there, especially like North Dakota, the NCHC is like the, best, I think unbiased, but biased, I think it's the best league in college hockey. You look at the national champions. So, um, you know, playing there and, and playing in that division, like you're playing against the best players in college. So um even but again even making that jump from the you know college nchd north dakota to to the ahl is you can even tell like these guys are fucking good
0: yeah exactly and i feel i feel like when you do get like that foot in the door like you know what to expect like you said like going into the following season you'd be like yeah like i need to work on this stuff like same thing for me like last year i was at a camp and yeah going into this year like i know how to get how to like be in better shape and just like the quickness Mm -hmm. and the sharpness of the game because it's literally literally all about like the small details and the small adjustments and that uh and it's literally to stop a puck or not to stop the puck is those little adjustment adjustments that you have to make
1: yeah it's the small details i've been doing some goalie coaching and i tell all those kids like i do all this shit like every day everybody's good at pro the guys that progress you know, further than the other ones are the ones that fucking work on this shit every day. Like yeah. The guys that are really, really good at this.
0: Yeah. So like my goalie coaches would always be like small, small details, small adjustments, just like on shots, they just tell tell me over and over just small adjustments, cause that's the difference between a goal and you stop in the puck is just like those small little small adjustments that you that you're making to to make that save. And like when you like think about it, like to like simplify everything down like goaltending is a simp is like it's not simple but like if you put like everything to, together like it's
1: sim- more yeah. simple than
0: than it looks
1: yeah it's it's i always say slow is smooth and smooth is fast like it's yeah. not and a lot of guys especially like now i'm doing you know some coaching this summer and you get some little guys that just go fucking bombing out of the net and it's you know i always remind them like you think you have more time than you think and it's kind of a hard concept to master like i really didn't feel until like probably this year i mean granted like working with the columbus goalie coaches every year like they really or all year they really helped me simplify my game and um you know the rvh was a big thing i wasn't very good at it and we were doing RVH, like, every day, and I hated it, I was like, this sucks, like, I suck at it, it's not fun, it's, it's brutal, and, you know, that's why, you, that's why you practice stuff, and it's frustrating, is you're not good at it, and you're not going to get better at it, unless you put in the work, so I was doing fucking RVH drills every day, I started practice, I'd fucking do shit at the end of practice, too, and, like, now I'm so comfortable in the RVH, and it's, like, so easy, and I find, like, my game is so much more Simpler, like you said, it's it's not like you don't have to go, you know, bombing out of the net on you know, tips, like especially like some guys wanna freaking attack the puck, but anytime you you know you get a tip, they're like tipping it back into you. So like literally on tips, I don't even really move, like I just will, you know, put my hand out or like make a little little body adjustment where I'm like, all right, if they if he misses it, I'm gonna stop it. And if he tips it, like I know he's got nothing there. It's gonna hit me and fall right in front of me. So um simplifying your game is it's huge and as you move up in those levels it's like i said it's those those guys that are that master those little details and you know have that good patience and you know just relax in there it's slow smooth and smooth is fast
0: yeah ex- exactly like my like they they would preach on that all the time they'd simplify my game a lot because like yeah i would always think like you just have to be buzzing like all all over the place oh, yeah. but like once but like you're losing energy when you do do that instead because yep. instead of letting the game come to you and just because you're already at you're already going to be set before the shot even comes but like yeah you're, just, you're over like extending yourself and your your body when yeah. you're just moving all over the place at, at a quick rate and just being able to just simplify it down and just it it helps so much and like you see the game and it slows down so much for you
1: oh yeah yeah it's like you know little little controlled movements and um you know you you have more time than you think you do and um like for me i was i've always been an aggressive goalie and i i didn't really have like i didn't have a goalie coach growing up i didn't really get goalie coaching until i had a little bit in juniors we had like a guy that would come in kind of part-time he'd, he'd try and get in there like once a month or once every two months so I didn't really get goalie coaching until I went into college and I had a a fucking awesome coach there Carl Gehring, and he's back there too like he was he was so great for my game and like you know he was all about you have all these tools in your tool bag like it's about you deciding which one that you want to use like we'll work on all of them I'm not going to tell you to do it this way or do it this way he's like do it whatever way stops the puck whatever way feels yeah. like best for you so he kind of helped me you know build those small details and get comfortable in, in different situations whether it be he used to I used to hate the RVH so I would just do the normal VH I was <laughs> I'm still kind of a normal VH guy like if guys are coming down that that angle I, I hate just like you know yeah. sticking into the rvh i'm like i feel like you know helpless like anything that's gonna hit me i'm not reacting to it yeah. i'm a reacting goalie so like you shoot the puck at me i want to you know fucking glove it or i want to block her it away like it's so hard for me to just sit on the post and just like let pucks hit me so yeah. i've been a, i've been a vh goalie my whole career and then i got to columbus and they're like what the hell are you doing you know <laughs> like and that's the thing too is you'll have you know all these different goalie coaches and guys have different ways that they want you to do stuff. And like, you know, for me, like Columbus, that's how they operated their goalies. And if you look at any of their goalies, like Elvis, he's fucking so good at the reverse and Corby like those guys are. And I remember when I would be on the ice, like, like watching them do it. Like I was just like almost in awe, like, how are you guys so good at this? And, you know, it's just, it's the way that they want those guys to play and they've been in that system. So they've kind of shaped them that, that way. So, um, Yes, it was nice having the, you know, KG, my, my college goalie coach, he kind of helped me obviously work on those details, get all those, all those tools in my toolbox. And then once I became pro, it's like, all right, you know, even, even college, I was a little bit more aggressive in college. And my first year in New Jersey, they like, you're like, you come out too far, you're, you're challenging too far. And yeah. it was, you know, harder to get to those backdoor plays. And, um, you know, I've just learned to pro, like the guys are obviously fucking good. They snap that thing around so. Like, you can't be going bombing out. You got to be, you know, you got to wait. You got to let, I always think, like, let them, you know, let the play come to you. Let the shot come to you. Don't go to it. So it's definitely helped me simplify my game. And I honestly feel, like, way better. Like, where I'm at right now in my in my career, like, this is the best that I've felt, like, all around. I just feel, you know, really comfortable in a lot of different situations.
0: Uh, that's unreal. And, like, just, like, getting that, like, foundation, just, like, as as a whole like as a foundation for the position as well as the foundation for the RBH, because it is such a demanding yeah. position to be in especially with your hips oh, and, like it's it it, it, hurt, it definitely is uh, a strain on your hips for sure oh, like all all those ligaments
1: over there oh dude when i would have days when we would just pop the rvh like i could barely like walk out of the rink man my hips would be so tight and I actually noticed too, like, cause I never really was an RVH guy, but now since I've been doing it, like whew, my hips, I guess I'm probably getting older too, which is sad, but I feel like I'm still 20. Age. I feel like I'm 21 in, in my brain, but obviously my body doesn't feel that way anymore, but I still feel good. And no, just like the, the RVH, it's just such an awkward, you know, like you're kind of going, like you're fighting your body. So it's, it's kind of an, an awkward, whatever, not awkward movement, but once you get comfortable in it, but again, like, yeah, those days I'd be pumping the RVH, like my hippies walking out of there would be whew, shot.
0: Yeah, exactly. And like, just like, you didn't like doing the RVH, but now you're, you perfected it. Same thing with like skating when it comes to goalies, like no one wants, yeah. no one wants to spend 30 minutes skating No instead of getting shots, shots uh, or puck shot at them. But you have to do that for your foundation and, if you do it like every day you're going to get better and like you're going to feel a lot more comfortable and once you can skate you can keep up with the with the with the higher levels
1: yeah no 100 percent. and and that's the thing all those all those guys are good it's you know it's the guys that are the best you know best footwork the best skaters those guys are the elite the elite goalies in the nhl and like my first year i had uh scott clemenson was my goalie coach oh. he used to yeah he, he was a beauty he was great for me too but he used to tell me my feet are my money makers. He's like, that's, you know, that's your game. You're good on your feet. You're quick. And, you know, it's, it's just about like figuring out how, when to be aggressive, when to, you know, be a little bit more deep. or It was just like kind of figuring out the timing and almost like how to play situations and two-on-ones. And, um, you know, it's always, you always got to be thinking about like setting yourself up for the next shot too. Obviously yeah. you got to focus on every shot. But like it's always, you know, putting yourself in the best situation. If there's to be a rebound, you're still going to be able to get to it. So that was one thing he really helped me style in yeah. with my game,
0: yeah, the poise absolutely. and not,
1: not being yeah. as you know that, that's not, not being too. as reckless.
0: Yeah. yeah, all all those are huge, especially like when you do con- when you do conquer like and like perfect all all those like all those yeah. foundation spots. Like you're you're gonna notice your game go from like here to like all the way up oh yeah it's just it's the best feeling in the world when that happens and it doesn't happen overnight
1: no it doesn't it doesn't i always tell people too rome wasn't built in a day so yeah you know all this stuff even for young goalies like you gotta work on it every day i think it's like it takes what like 27 days or something or 21 days for something to become a routine or yeah whatever whatever that that saying is but it's like you know if you just do it once or twice a week like Yeah, that's gonna help you, but you know you're doing that shit every single day. Like you, you will notice, you will notice a difference, and it's hard. Like it's hard work, and that's why you see like less and less guys as you as you progress. Like the guys get weeded out, the guys that don't want to work and and put their work ethic in. Like talent and all that can only carry you so long. Like eventually, those those kids are gonna catch up to you, and you know there's maybe that less skilled guy who's fucking you know working his ass off. Like he's gonna get that opportunity
0: yeah absolutely and like that's you just got to keep working hard like if you think you're working hard someone else is working yeah hard. you can working always even harder than you are you just got to yep. put it put the um uh, what how do they say gears to the or grind to the gears or some something yeah. like that you just gotta just gotta put go full, to the full force yeah, yeah nose to the
1: grindstone yeah yeah it's 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 hard work but you know, they, they see it too. Like when you when you play pro, you're, especially in the A, you got fucking eight guys on the ice. You got, you know, your three coaches, you got your goalie coach, you got your, your player development guy, your fucking goalie development guy. So you got, you know, so many sets of eyes on you. Like you, yeah. you may not think they're watching you, but like somebody's always watching you. So they pick up on that. If you're not working hard in practice, like you're not going to get the benefit of the doubt. And then vice versa, you're fucking working your ass off in practice. Like, somebody's gonna notice that and somebody's gonna be you know fighting for you and, and you need guys in your corner and grow yeah. you got if the management or whatever if they're just like you know fuck this guy, he's lazy whatever like you're toast
0: it's not gonna do any any good for you it's gonna only hurt you yeah exactly yeah so then before uh you had your pro you started your pro career you were at university of north dakota for four years of ncaa division one college hockey so what was like the process to sign or to commit to und and then go on that four-year four-year ride with und
1: yeah it was it was really cool and like honestly my my jump to like juniors and college and all that like two or three years prior than that i'd just been playing double a hockey so honestly like when north dakota came knocking i was like kind of like holy shit you know like Never in a million years would I ever assume that I would be going to North Dakota. And they used to have a guy, Rocco Grimaldi went there and he was like big Michigan, came out of Michigan. Like he played for little Caesars, whatever. I think he's from Buffalo, but he was like, I think he's a 93. He was playing on like the 90, whatever, 90 birth year Caesars. So I always remember growing up, like watching him, hearing about him. And then he went out to North Dakota and that's when I first had like started watching them. And obviously their facilities, everything, and then, you know, fortunate enough for me. All right, so I guess my my career. I I played double A hockey my junior year of high school. I won a national championship. Like we won silver sticks national championship, all that stuff. So, I was kind of at a crossroad there. Like, all right, I, I had done everything that I had wanted to do. I played with like the same guys for like eight years, like the same core group of guys. So, it was kind of like you know we we did what we wanted to do, and our plan all along was to win a national championship. And, like, as you grow up, like, once you get to midgets, the age group breaks off. You worry – I'm a 94, for example. So, like, first year we were an all-94 team. We were playing 93-94. So, like, that first year we got fucking pumped. Like, we were not a good team, but we were all 94s playing against a lot of – like, a lot of teams were all 93s. So, like, that next year was – our year we were supposed to be good or whatever I had opportunities to go play triple a that that year too, but I was like you know what like I can't I can't turn my back on these guys now so um you know fortunate enough I went back we ended up winning like everything district states champion nationals silver stick, silver stick internationals so we won everything it was it was a sick year but I was just at a crossroad like I didn't know I was obviously like good enough I knew I was good but like you know, I didn't know I was good enough to play juniors and all this shit, whatever. It just kind of came to the point where I had done everything I wanted to do. I was actually skating with my high school team, too. Like, thank God I never played high school because I would have never. But I was just like, you know, I just want to play with my buddies and whatever. Go to Michigan State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I ended up, like, skating. I was doing a, some this, like, summer league tournament with Little Caesars, whatever. And the coach ended up asking me to play for the team, so. I was like, "Well, fuck! I guess I'll go try your AAA. See what that's all about." So I ended up playing that year, and um, you know, had a had a solid year and started getting some interest from. That's when I started talking to colleges and these junior teams, and I didn't even know what juniors was. I was like, "What the Fuck is Wait, that?" What is, is this USHL? What's the class? USHL? Yeah, literally, when I was getting invited to these camps, like I didn't even know what junior hockey was. So um, I actually went in. I went into a camp. So after that year. And we ended up winning states with Little Caesars, too. So I don't know, whatever, I guess I'm a winner. But anyways, I'll um, into... Illustrated,
0: uh, illustrated uh, career over there.
1: <laughs> but went into a junior camp. I got invited to, like, I think, like, 10 junior camps. And some of the camps are just, like, money makers. You know, they'll have, like, 10 teams at camp, but they know who's going to be on the team or who's going to be in the All-Star game, whatever. So I ended up, like... Making my way onto whatever made it all star game. Like, I had a sick camp. I ended up making green, like Green Bay gamblers, like just out of camp. And they even cut the guy that they drafted too. So, like, you don't really see that very often, but went into camp, fucking beat their draft pick out. And then I knew that they really didn't have plans for me either because we had three goalies in Green Bay. And like, one kid was from the team the year before they had won the Clark Cup. So, like, I knew he was locked. And then they had another kid who was from Slovakia who was, like, the world junior third-string goalie for Slovakia. So I was like, oh, fuck, like going into it. And went into preseason, dude. I, I didn't even let in a goal in preseason. I played two games at the Fall Classic, fucking two shutouts.
0: Back-to-back, back. Yeah. big deal. Yeah,
1: and, and one of the teams – or one of the teams I shut out was Fargo. So – Before we had even got back to Green Bay on the bus, I got traded. And, like, right when we got back, like, the coaches were like, hey, can – you know, you come in the room. Like, I already knew it was going to happen. So, I got traded to Fargo and then, you know, played well in Fargo and I had a good playoffs my first year. And then that's when UND came knocking. Um, I had – like when I was going to commit, I had offers from Nebraska, Omaha, UND, and Denver – But it all happened like really fast, like basically bang, bang, bang. UND gave me 24 hours to make my decision. So I didn't even end up getting to go to Denver and visit Denver. But um, after my first year in Fargo, UND had me up for an unofficial visit. So there's an official visit and an unofficial. Unofficial just means like they invite you, you pay your way, whatever. Officials, like they fly you out, you stay overnight, you see a game, like you party with the boys. It's a lot of fun, so. I just went on an unofficial visit and I didn't have a car out in Fargo. So my mom flew out there and rented a car. We were going to drive home, but um, they invited us out. So they invited my mom on my visit too. And they fucking treated her better than they treated me. And like, I I ain't kidding you. Like when when I was on the visit, it was like, she was on the visit. (laughs)
0: Like what the fuck?
1: yeah I, I remember walking out of there too my mom was like i don't know like if those guys offer you like i don't know how you could ever say no to that and und actually ended up being my lowest offer It was still like 90 percent, which is i mean basically a full ride i just had to yeah. like pay for my books but um und was my lowest offer but they were just the most upfront they were the most honest and just like the Ralph and everything that they have there. I'm like, this is just an opportunity that you only see once in a lifetime. So it was pretty easy for me to make my decision. They, they called me, I had 24 hours, like when they offered me. So I went and did that. And then it was like in the summer, they had heard I was going on a visit to UNO because Dean blaze was the coach there at the time. And Dean blaze used to be a UND coach. So they got word I was going on a visit to UNO. They called me the night before I flew out. They're like, Hey, we got when you're going to UNO. Like, we just want you to know we're in your plans. We're okay. This is your offer. Yada yada Here's our plan for you. And I'm like, holy shit. They're like, dude, do you wanna come here? I'm like, Well, I, like, I do, yeah, but I like gave them my word that I'm gonna go on my visit. Like they almost wanted me to call and cancel my visit to UNO, but I ended up still going on my visit to UNO and Um, like while I was going to visit UNO that's when Denver had called me and I told them like I have an offer from UND I have 24 hours to make my decision so they were like well shit we'll call let me call you right back let me make a couple phone calls whatever Denver come calls back and offers me so I had an offer from UND an offer from UNO and an offer from Denver in like 24 hours and I had to make my decision so it was a obviously, like, kind of a stressful process, but it was a, a cool process at the same time. Like, this is, you know, my my hardest decision right now is to make what fucking school yeah. do I go to to play hockey at. So, it was a really cool process and obviously made, I think, in my opinion, the right decision going to UND. Yeah, so not, look,
0: yeah, not looking at, like, any of the, the hardware you guys wanted. You, what would you say, like, you were 100% on board with North Dakota and, like, it's 100% worth it with – everything you went through and just over your yeah. four years and just to experience everything you did
1: yeah it was you know it was fucking awesome and especially we won there and um you know I, when we won there UND was on like one of its longest droughts ever I think yeah. it was like 16 years too like what a what a drought to be on right 16 years but that was like the longest drought ever for UND so like we kind of ended the drought whatever and they had some really good teams in the past like they had Johnny Taves and Oceania team like they had some teams that could have done it that came up short so um I think we actually went down as like the best team we were definitely we went down as the best team in UND history we were second best overall like record wise I think we had like one more loss than the other team but the other team didn't win the national championship so we ended up winning the national championship so we got that little feather in our cap we were the best best team ever at UND and they've had to love that yeah so it was cool but overall like going to North Dakota man you go there and it's like you're part of a family like you're you know you're playing hockey but like the people out there they're so passionate about hockey all the staff like the coaches they are all they all played for UND like fucking everyone there they get they get it and like everyone there just it's a school of excellence like they're good every fucking year for a reason like they do it they do it the right way they play hard they get these first round caliber guys but like you don't come in there and like you don't just get gifted your stripes like you got to go in there and earn your stripes so UND did an awesome job like awesome job getting you ready for the pros too like the way that their their days are structured and their meetings and like it was just like such an easy smooth transition from und to pro it was just obviously the game gets a little bit sharper gets a little bit faster but you know structure wise is how our days and how our practices were ran and everything just the day-to-day there it's just such a it's such an nhl caliber school or i guess whatever nhl caliber program at the college level like we got spoiled there and yeah you're you're bigger than something than just hockey out there like it's a fucking it's a family out there it's cool and you know I can go back there I I could go back there in 20 years and the the people in the town will still know who I am like they'll still fucking open our arms come in here you you go out to dinner there like people see you out they'll buy you they'll buy your dinner like so many meals I'd be out with like a few of the guys and they'd come like yeah there's you know a couple over there about your guys' meals like they wanted to say good luck this weekend, or whatever. So it's, it was cool. Like you, you know, you're treated like a rock star. You feel like a fucking rock star. Um, I might have peaked a little bit too early. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that that's awesome though, because it everything is bigger than than hockey and like just to have like oh, that yeah. like that sense of just family and like everyone like cares about you and like everyone knows you as well and it's just like a big like happy family and like no matter where you go or when you come back everyone's gonna know oh yeah
1: oh yeah like i still everybody i still have like professors that i had there that are following along with my pro career you know like that's like nice nice shutout last night like I'm, i'm kidding you they follow fucking game by game like they're they're crazy out there and obviously we we left our nice little mark on the university so that the fans like us down there or i guess i should say out there
0: oh yeah Ab- absolutely what, what was your uh, what was your favorite place to go when
1: uh, you were at und <sighs> favorite place i like denver a lot denver was a really cool trip for us um there's a lot of a lot of people that go to und that end up getting jobs in denver i don't know what it is but a lot of people go so there's a lot of north dakota ties in denver and they're obviously a great program they've got a fucking couple national championships recently sure. so they've had some some good teams but um no and we go down there like it's i'm not even kidding you it's like 50 50 und fans denver fans so we go down to denver it's like playing a fucking home game so denver was really cool to play we played minnesota while i was there and the Gophers, they're our biggest rival ever. And we played, um, I played them at the Ralph for the first time in like six years or whatever, since the NCHC split from the WCHA or whatever, played them for the first time at the Ralph and at Minnesota. When we went to Minnesota, like, that place was standing room only. Three-fourths UND fans. Wow. Like, three-fourths UND fans. That's crazy. That's a, that's a home home, uh, home arena right there. Yeah, right? Their own fucking arena. We got all our fans there. And then when Minnesota came to us, dude, the tickets sold out in, like, three minutes, I think. And wow. the student section for all the hockey games is first come, first serve. There's people who camp there for two days. <laughs> Literally. Like, in this little – We'd go in there for practice. Like, I went in there for practice the day before. I'm like, this is fucking bananas. Literally, the line was, like, probably 100 people deep. Wait, that's that's commitment right there. Oh, yeah. And, like, our coach there, like, Brad Barry was fucking awesome. He would go out there in, like, zero-degree weather. He'd bring, you know, a bunch of pizzas or a bunch of boxes of donuts. He'd go down the line. He'd fucking shake everybody's hand. Thank you guys for coming and grab a slice of pizza. Like, that's just – that's the way they do it down there. It's It's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. That's a, that's a sense of family right there. No matter, it doesn't matter who you are, yeah. your, your family to everyone right. at North Dakota or in yeah. North Dakota, you're like, you're, everyone yeah, cares your family. about
1: you. Yeah. You're part of this. Like, you know, he treats the the arena staff. He he treats them fucking probably better than he treats us. And, you know, even like our chefs, all the people there, it's always, you know, thank you. Thank you so much. Like appreciate it. Like you guys are doing an awesome job. So like, there's good people there, good people there. It's, they're very passionate about their hockey. Every, everybody cares about it, and it's a lot of fun. I mean, but at the same time, like, you know, like my senior year, we kind of struggled, and you get, you know, you're kind of an easy target. Like, I, I remember I was fucking getting tweeted all the time. People were like, fuck you, you suck, you know? So you, you get that little taste of it, too. It's like you get the highs, but you also get the lows. Oh, yeah,
0: it's all, all about the, the obstacles that you, you have to face. Uh, so, like, college hockey is obviously known for, like, the the fans, the student sections and all that, and, oh, like, yeah. all the chairs. What, what's been the biggest trip you've gotten when you've been uh, at UND, like, um, either, like, huh. through through social media or just, like, in a game, like, in Minnesota or, like, one of those student <laughs> sections that just, like, shout, yeah. like,
1: at you or whatever? Oh, uh, Western used to light me up. Western Michigan, they didn't like me, especially because I was a Michigan guy too. And they, they're known for their student section. They're called the and Lunatics. So I'm not kidding you. And they're like goal line to goal line, like all standing up, their glasses short. So you hear every, every fucking word. So they you're hearing you.
0: every single thing. Every, so. literally
1: every single chant they heard, like I could hear word for word. Um, The best chirp. Fuck. I don't know. I get chirped a lot. And I usually like during games, I don't let it affect me. Like if somebody chirps me, I'll just like look at them and smile or I'll laugh. Like I just wink. try and piss them off. Yeah, wink. Um when we won U and D, like if I TV timeouts are the worst, like especially when yeah. I'm down on the other end. I'm, when I'm skating by the bench, like they're all fucking hanging over the bench, just lighting me up. So like U and D I'd be getting chirped and i just look at him point at the banner. <laughs> You see that? <laughs> that's the closest you're ever gonna get to a national
0: <laughs> championship. <laughs> that, that's that's awesome. And like college hockey is like with the student section, like if you like mash those two things together and it's like it's the uh, perfect world. Like you you love the energy, you love like the yeah. atmosphere around like the student sections and playing the game is just no no better feeling than just when you're up there and you're just getting chirped and you're just laughing throughout laughing throughout the game.
1: Yeah, there is actually there was actually, in Colorado College, so if you go look at my Instagram, when I first started my Instagram, I, like, started it just to post a bunch of pictures of my cat. Kind of weird, but whatever. <laughs> um, I'm a goalie, so it's normal anyways. True. But I took a senior picture with my cat. My cat's name was Puss Puss. If you go back and look on my Instagram, you'll see it. But it's just, like, me holding my cat, whatever. Colorado College, these, like, group of, like, six or eight soccer girls sat right behind the net blew the sign up it was like fucking massive it was like a poster and they just like held it up the whole game or whatever they were giving me shit i think they had a whiteboard like they were writing shit on there or whatever but anyways i ended up after the game i was like i want like i want to keep that sign like that's fucking sweet it's literally a fucking massive picture of me and my cat so I ended up trading him a stick. I, like, signed my stick, whatever, met him after the game, got the sign, gave him the stick, and then um ended up – I put that fucking big picture in our hockey house, too. It was classic. But anyways, we had a guy who committed to Colorado. He decoded from UND. Um, Chris Wilkie was his name. But anyways, decoded from UND, ended up committing to Colorado College – like a year later, I got a fucking Snapchat from him. It was my pi- my picture of my stick on the wall. <laughs> the soccer chick still had still had my stick on the wall. It's so funny. But he's like, dude, that, you fucking these, awesome. guys, these soccer girls. Are, I hear Cam Johnson. Like, <laughs> I go and look, and I can see your fucking stick on the wall. <laughs>
0: that, that that's awesome. That's that's hilarious because like it, yeah. like it's all fun and games at the end of the day. Like I've heard oh, yeah. tons of stories where it's like, yeah, like. I'm, like players got the posters that that yeah. other people made and it's just trading like sticks and just like it, oh, it's yeah. just a lot of fun
1: Yep, it is yeah it's all about i think the chicks ended up like writing their number on the back of the back of the poster too like i ended up getting a couple chicks numbers in the middle of the game <laughs> everyone loves they're Jamie like Johnson. writing on their writing on their whiteboard or whatever i was like oh, my <laughs> doing my number on there whatever, Walking whatever. Beauty. That's, yeah. for sure. that's how you stay loose though like that's what did yeah. it for me turn my brain off for a little bit fuck with some people in the crowd maybe wink at some chicks but you know whatever gets it done for you it's hard yeah. you got hockey like holy you got to be locked in fucking you know whole time so like i always use the the whistles and like the tv timeouts that's when i like program like all right shut your brain off for Dude, a this
0: this is my fun time to just get away from yeah. focus 24 7 it seems like
1: yeah, I like to toss pucks out to, like, the little kiddos in the crowd and give them knocks on the glass and shit, so I keep it light.
0: Yeah, that, that's awesome. And while you're playing at UND, you win a national championship, so what was that national championship like in just, like, the, the like, few seconds le- left in the game before you guys are officially national champions?
1: Oh, it was so cool, man. We played in Tampa Bay, too. Like Tampa. Was well, that's a sick awesome. place to play. Yeah, and the place was jammed, dude. We played Denver at the semifinal, and I'm not kidding you. It was probably, like, a, I would say, like, more towards a half, but it was, like, a fourth to a half, like, UND favored. Like, we could hear them when we went out there in the national championship game. I'm not kidding you. It was, like, fucking seven, eighths UND fans. Like, I remember stepping out there. Like, I was just in awe, like, the starting or whatever the national anthem like starting lineup like my knees were trembling so fucking hard i thought i was gonna buckle and i just remember like the first step that we took on the ice just the fucking place erupted and it, it's just like it's almost like an awe moment like i was just like looking around like just like starstruck you're like oh man that's pretty cool this is a sold out fuck there was like 20 some thousand people there wow. like probably the biggest crowd i've ever played in front of but it was fucking badass, and we won, too, so we had a fucking night. That's probably yeah, the drunkest I've ever been.
0: I can only imagine that. Drunkest I've A bunch of college kids just won the national championship, oh, fucking going on a I'm bender after sure. that.
1: I, I blacked out, I think, for two straight months, and I'm not kidding you. I went every single night. Like, every single night. we just wear our little national championship hat. Like you, It was fucking any bar you went to, drink for free underage guys you had your hat on didn't matter you were in the fucking bar
0: just everyone's just throwing throwing shots throwing beers throwing oh anything they could find fucking free free
1: shit i couldn't fucking keep up like you guys are gonna fucking send me send me six feet under (laughs) we're glad you're
0: you're still here and just uh, enjoying enjoying the moments (laughs) that you've had in college and your pro career so far
1: yeah, a couple championships later, I'm still kicking. So,
0: <laughs> and there's a there's a bunch more uh, championships to win. That's for sure. Hell yeah, fucking right there is. Oh yeah, but then before you were in at UND, you went on. You were playing in Fargo, like you said earlier. It's like, what was yep. that time in Fargo like? And just like getting that like lifestyle of junior hockey, since it was like your first opportunity with junior hockey, and you had no idea what junior hockey was, like you oh. said.
1: Fuck, dude. I, was, I never moved away from home. Like, you gotta move away from home. You live with a family you've never met before, too. Like, My billets in Green Bay, they were awesome. I was only there for, like, a month, but they were really cool. It was, you know, really weird at first, like, for me especially. Never moving away from home. Like, never really thinking I was gonna do anything yeah. with hockey. And, like, then you're moving into a stranger's house to play hockey. Like, fuck. But I got traded to Fargo. My first billets in Fargo fucking disaster. Like I lived in an apartment with a six month old baby and like a two and a half year old, a three bedroom apartment. Like my bedroom was like an office turned into an apartment or a bedroom. It was tiny. I had like a little twin mattress. I could feel every fucking spring on the mattress. Cool. Like I ended up having to get like a five inch foam pad just so I could even lay on the thing. But just so you can sleep I was only, too. Yeah, I was only there for like probably two weeks. We went away on a tournament. I had this little like piggy bank full of money. I had like two hundred and sixty dollars in there. Like, bitch was basically full, and it kept track of all my money on there. I came back one weekend. The thing had like just a little sliver of coins in there. Mm-hmm. I ended up like doing the. I fucking dumped it out, reset the thing, and did it. I had like ten dollars or something in there so i got like 250 bucks and change stolen from it my first bill in right Fargo, on. so i moved out of that place right away thankfully and then i ended up with an awesome family like i still talk to them to this day like we played in milwaukee last year when i was with uh cleveland they came down milwaukee's like nine ten hours whatever from where they are but yeah i think that was like the closest that we were playing to them and they wrote down and i got to spend the weekend with them and see them whatever so that was awesome but yeah playing juniors it was it was an adjustment it was weird just like but cool at the same time just fucking playing hockey no school like i'd just come home from the rink every day and play xbox so i was I was living the dream. what a life it was, to be living there hockey and video yeah. games that's that's all you hockey need Hockey, video games like that's the first time I got all my shit for free you know custom gear for free I didn't have to pay for anything it was it was a cool experience for sure it was kind of like once I like made the USHL and like that's that summer once I made Green Bay I'm like fuck I should start working out like that's when I started working out or whatever that's when I kind of was like you know what? I might be able to fucking do something with hockey. So,
0: yeah. Look, look where you where you came from there, and now you, <laughs> you went from juniors to college to yeah. uh, AHL, ECHL, and NHL so far, and only yeah. really looking to get back up into the NHL.
1: Yeah, hopefully next year.
0: Fuck. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely 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 but like what was your first like custom set that you had in the USHL like when you did get like all your all your gear for free and like you were able to customize it
1: so my first set was CCM I had the CCM Premier twos I think they were like the squiggly they would like cross Mm -hmm. in the middle whatever that was the first set I had and they were yellow so I got them in Fargo's blue, so I got them custom for fucking Green Bay. They were late; like they got in literally the day before I got traded. So like I got my fresh gear when I got back to Green Bay, but got traded out to Fargo. I had to wear yellow pads the whole fucking
0: looking year. like a highlighter over there. Though. Literally
1: looking like a highlighter, but no, it was cool. I had to, or I was Reebok. They were Reebok at the time, anyways. But I've been a Vaughn guy my whole life, so I was actually pissed I had to switch, and I fucking hated. I hated my CCMs at first, but like the ones, the pads I used, I had used for like four years, three, four years. So like they were literally like fucking beat to shit. Like, yeah, looked tiny on me too. Like, I had, I had to switch. So got into the Reeboks. And then the next year was when CCM like partnered with Reebok or bought them out, whatever. It was the premier, premier one. I think it was like the CCM with the knee rolls. Carrie Price had like the little, red little red sliver at the bottom those were the ones that i went with my second year and then college i was able to choose whatever i want so very loyal to my brands i've been using you know warwick helmet and basically vaughn everything my whole career
0: yeah that's awesome whatever whatever fits uh whatever you like like that's that's what you got to go with and like you've had some sick sick setups too especially like i love like the blue and red with with columbus yeah. and cleveland and florida yeah, over there so it's it's so sick and like it stands out super bold
1: yeah so like that graphic that i have on my pads too it's my graphic like i whatever printed a little pad thing out and like stenciled it in there so i think it's actually called the johnson graphic too which is Not i've bad. thought about changing it but i'm like you know what it's just like my thing kind of so it's like your
0: brand now yeah exactly yeah that that's that's unreal but uh to wrap this episode up you know how i put up that q a for on instagram for everyone to to ask some questions and boy we get a, we get a ton of questions so uh oh, let's God. finish off the episode with uh with a bunch of these questions and wrap things up here how about how about we do that
1: yeah let's see let's see what the boys had to say
0: <laughs> all i right, right I'll, I'll pull it up right now all right, here here we go. Uh, the first first one is uh, how late is it to uh, how late is too late to start playing hockey and make it pro? Start um, off
1: with a good one. Yeah, man, you can you can really start at any age. It's it's crazy. Like you know, I've played with guys who started when they were thirteen. I've played with guys who started when they were two. I've had guys started when they were eight. You know, so it's everybody's got a different path and. Like, you know, you look at college college hockey, for example, like everyone thinks, oh, you know, you got to play in the USHL, you have to get drafted, yada, like you don't. And like, I, you know, personally, I never got drafted and I never did any of that. Like it's, if you're good, they're going to find you. So, you know, it's, it's never too late to, to pick up the skates and, and try and play and especially be a goalie. It's, you know, it's tough and it's going to come with challenges, but um you know the mind is a very powerful thing and if you can set it to you can set it to things you can basically do anything so it's just it's all mindset and it's you know putting in the work and putting in your time you can really you can start at any any time there's not really a a specific start date i would say probably earlier earlier than later but no it's you you know you can start at any time and you can still find a way
0: yeah i i love that and like everyone has their own path it doesn't matter when you start like if yep. like if you're good enough people will find you and you're just even if like you don't make it like you're still you still get to enjoy the process of playing yeah. playing the greatest game on the planet right. and you're just you're just out there just it's not not about like the destination it's just about it's about the journey like everyone yeah. says that and like yeah I really oh, yeah. do embrace it because If you're not enjoying the journey, you're not gonna enjoy like the end game and like the end like where you're gonna end up, you're not you're not gonna enjoy it. You just gotta enjoy every single moment from the good times to the bad times. It's a grind all the time, but it's it's a lot of
1: fun. It's it's worth it. And you know, I've met some of the best people, you know, some of my best friends and some of the best people I know I've met through hockey or through the hockey world and you know, I've played in some really, some really cool venues and I've been to some really cool places all because of, you know, a, a quote unquote game, but it's a pretty special game. So if you can, yeah. if you're for, if you're fortunate enough to get the opportunity to play, it's, it's a lot of fun. Absolutely. Blessed.
0: Oh yeah. Gotta, gotta, stay, gotta stay blessed. Cause, yeah. cause you've got, you're playing the greatest game on the planet, you're getting paid yeah. for it. You're just making a career out of it. Like there's nothing better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but that kind of leads me into the next question. It's like, what's been your favorite arena you've played in in uh,
1: pro? Favorite pro arena? We'll, we'll do
0: pro and college. How about that?
1: Yeah. I guess pro I backed up at MSG. That was pretty sick. Cool. Um, the Rock. <laughs> Here's my cat. You want to see my cat? Say hi, Ty. <laughs> <laughs> but um cool's pro arena. Columbus was cool. I mean, I got to go to a lot of cool places on the taxi squad like Nashville. Nashville was cool. honestly, i would say probably coolest pro arena was Vegas. I got to my first ever call up was New Jersey to Vegas, so um, I got in at like whatever I think like two two a m we had but we played a we had like a Sunday day game the next day at like two in the afternoon or whatever. The place was fucking jammed like the whole production if you ever if anybody ever gets the chance to go see a game at vegas like i highly recommend it it's literally like a vegas show during a game like all the tv timeouts like warm ups they got the girls dancing on the glass and it's it's really cool they do a good job in vegas that's probably the that, coolest venue yeah, that's, venue.
0: Every, everyone always says stuff yeah you got to go to vegas you got to go to vegas yeah they really know how to put on a show because they it's, do you it's go legitimately,
1: vegas. i'm not kidding you it's a, a whole product the game is just like a vegas show it's a production with some great, hockey great for that HL. Beijing. great for it is NHL. yeah it is it's it's cool there's a lot of buzz down there too they got a good following uh, uh, absolutely it's so like what's your
0: what's been your favorite college drink that you played at
1: favorite college for sure the Ralph I love the Ralph I'm biased that's that'll that'll probably be my favorite arena to play in ever it was such a cool place and to be able to play there like every weekend and practice there every day it was you don't realize it at the time like now I I realize it since I'm gone like how fucking special it is and how cool it is you're kind of like in the moment you know like oh whatever I, I play at UND I'm I'm a hot shot, yada, yeah, yada, yeah, whatever. But like, once you leave, you're like, "Fuck, man! I wish I really, I wish I would have enjoyed it a little bit more than I did.
0: Really d- dug into the the times you were there and really like yeah, soak it all in, especially know.
1: playing at the Ralph. Yeah, yeah those those days. Man, yeah, maybe I was not that hung actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the the
0: next one is uh, what's your who's your favorite teammate?
1: Wow, favorite teammate is that any team? Yeah, on let's go any team on my current team. Fuck, I'm gonna hurt a lot of people's feelings if they listen <laughs> to this. Um, god damn it, fuck! I've had some good teammates. I'm not gonna pick. I'm sorry, whoever asked that question about probably one of my buddies. I'm not picking because I'm just gonna sue her myself.
0: I've yeah, had some I, great I, I
1: feel that. <laughs>
0: because like everyone yeah great teammates great great people like i get the same thing like people are like who's been your favorite guest on the podcast i'm like i can't really pick
1: like they're all my favorite in a way and just yeah they're all you just can't pick one no i agree i've I've had and i've been fortunate enough to play with some of my best friends too like i played with christian willan in college like i started skating with him too originally like yeah First ever house team I played on. It was me and him, so it was cool. And he was on my Green Bay team. He was on my Little Caesars team, so we played together for fuck like eight years, probably total. So that was wow. cool. Playing in college with somebody that you know I put the skates on with to learn how to skate. So that was yeah, special.
0: That that's unreal. very very special for sure. And then the next question is also a favorite. Who is your favorite fan you've met? everyone always everyone always wants to
1: be the favorite yeah favorite fan i've met god i've had some good fans i've there's a lot of good people in the world i've had a i've had a good following i've played in some cool places so i've i've really came across some some cool people but um favorite fan god probably this year in florida i had a lady named carol carol grubbs she's she's awesome like I would call her like my Florida goalie mom, but she took good, good care of me, and she would come to our practices, and, you know, it's just like she'd just talk to me like I'm a normal person, you yeah. know, so she was a great fan, really cool person, Carol Grubbs.
0: That, that's awesome. And then the next one is uh, ask him why he's, never, why he's never beat Dennis Gus in the annual golf trip we go on every <laughs> year.
1: DG, yeah, he's fucked, he fucked his back up, so he's not even <laughs> playing this year. He's, He's scared now. He's yeah, we do this golf trip every year, me and a group of my buddies. And this is our fourth year this year. I'm fucking 0-3. It's it's the one championship I can't win.
0: <laughs> Come on, you win every other championship, but you can't win that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can't win the fucking annual. So DG, you're you're a dickhead, but I'm coming for it this year. It's unfortunate you won't be out there.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. This is the year you want you just won the Kelly Cup, like you're going to win oh, yeah. championship
1: there yeah i'm riding a high right now exactly you just gotta
0: keep keep riding that until until you can't no more
1: yeah oh yeah i'm riding this way
0: forever oh yeah love it and then the next one is uh how long have you played roller was state wars the first time you played it
1: no (laughs) i started playing roller when i was like 15 i think i just used to i had a group of buddies that um, whatever I'd I'd fuck around with and then we ended up just putting a team together so I used to play and like and I look back at it now like I just played in state wars and I would have I had like two games a day and I was like fucking exhausted they sweat my ass off yada yada and like back when I first started playing roller I would play like 16U 18U pro D1 junior I played like six divisions I would have like 12 games in a day like I would be just skating like floor to floor basically Big conditioning yeah so i i started playing roller probably like 15 16 and um yeah i was i was new to the new to the roller fold but we we just had a, all ice guys like we we're and roller rollers a completely different style of hockey too it's yeah. like possession and like you when you play a legit roller style team like they'll come up if they don't have anything they throw the puck back and it's like slow kind of annoying it's almost like a game of chess but no, a roller's a lot of fun. It's you know, it's not real serious, but it's serious at the same time. But it's you know, a lot of beauties play roller. There's a lot of beauties in roller. So I've yeah, been playing very, roller since I was probably like 15, 16. No, One arch awesome. couple times.
0: It's not not bad. Not, not a big deal. <laughs> yeah, so like, I'm a
1: roller hockey national champion too.
0: <laughs> Champ, like you said, champion everywhere.
1: <laughs>
0: Winners win exactly but like i yeah i picked up roller during like the the pandemic when like you couldn't be on the ice and like that's all you can do like you just rip rip roller uh
1: yeah it's five six days
0: a week and just go out there for like four hours and just rip it all just it's a lot of fun but it's all
1: it's It's, yeah it gets exhausted yeah it's fun it's it's hard and it's fucking hot like i probably sweat I sweat just literally sitting in the net. Like I don't even have to be moving, I'll be fucking weak. I have to bring a towel out there to like dry my crease, otherwise my wheels slip out from under me.
0: That's that's rough. That's uh, got gotta like hydrate a little bit more there. Then yeah, it's yeah, gotta lay off the piss. <laughs> <laughs>
1: how
0: how was uh, State Wars when you went there? Like, what was it like, and just like the experience of playing uh, State Wars?
1: Yeah, it was, it was cool. It was right in Taylor, which is only like 30 minutes from my house. So that was nice. It was right down the road, but it was a cool experience. I played with, you know, a good group of guys, like a group of Buffalo guys. And then um, I had a couple ice guys on my team and, you know, some guys that I knew from, from playing roller and from playing against the an ice and stuff. So it was a lot of fun. It was, we lost, our team was first, first place after the round Robin, but we ended up losing in the semis, yeah. fucking two two to one roller hockey game, two to one, so boring. But we played one of those roller style teams, and they just pounded us they, down. They got the best of you. Yep, buried a couple opportunities. It was cool yeah. though. State Wars was fun. That yeah, was my that, first time playing awesome. roller in like three years too, so really? it was like my quote unquote comeback. <laughs> so I'm back. In the next roller year, cold. you playing again too? Yeah, I'll play again next year. So I gotta. I got a team now I'll be playing with. There we go. Lo-
0: love it. And then uh, the next question is uh, asked by Hawkins, and he wanted me to
1: ask you about your rap career. <laughs> yeah, my freshman year at UND, I didn't play at all. I had, my partner was Zane McIntyre. He ended up winning the Mike Richter Award that year for the top goalie in college hockey. So he didn't even give me a sniff that year. and um you know I'm always kind of a a loose happy-go-lucky guy and um you know like the seniors you come in as a freshman like you get bullied by the seniors and I just used to kind of give it back to them I you know I wasn't too serious I kind of kept it kept it loose in the locker room and, and on the ice whatnot but um I used to post every Sunday for like two months I would um, find an instrumental, like a rap instrumental, on YouTube, and I would just sit in my dorm and I would write a freestyle, <laughs> chirping one of the seniors. So it was like every Sunday for like two months, the boys would just be like looking forward. I, I have a guy texting me like, "When are you gonna drop your freestyle?" Whatever. So I dropped. I ended up dropping like six freestyles or something, just chirping the seniors. And then I ended up meeting a kid on on campus one night partying who. I would just like, uh, I don't even know how we were talking about it or whatever. Like he was, maybe he was saying like he produced sorry song, made songs, whatever. He had a mic in his dorm. I'm like, dude, I'm like trying, like, I'm not a rapper, but like I fucking freestyle and chirp guys on my team. So I ended up, he's like, dude, we should make a song or whatever. So I ended up making a song with him one night, just grabbed a case of beer, went over to his dorm and made a rap song. And it was actually pretty good. It's, it's on YouTube if you want to search it. It's called Sue S-I-O-U-X Space Boys B-U-I-I-S. And my oh, rap. will have to look
0: that up after this episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, Sue Boys. But my rap name was Young Hung Boy. I made I made that song, which actually blew up on campus too. My buddy was the the president of a fraternity, Sig Sigma Kai. So I'm not even kidding you, dude. I'd show up to parties on campus and like my song would be playing. Like I would I would go to Sig Kai and like fucking everybody knew who I was as like young hung boy. It was kinda cool, yeah. So I made that song and then I made one more song called Hang Eight, but we didn't put Hang Eight on YouTube, just Sue Boys is on there. But I made two songs. My second one, Hang Eight, I talked about like winning a national championship and like hanging an eighth band or whatever. And then the next year we ended up doing it. So kind of cool little foreshadow cool, uh, yeah told, exactly told everybody we were gonna do it before we did it and
0: then, I, and then <laughs> like everyone's yeah. like yeah this guy's fucking sick this guy's a fucking <laughs> beauty yeah.
1: yeah so that was my <laughs> that was my rap career a couple songs my freshman year young mm-hmm. hung boy i'll send you them both maybe you can post them yeah I, de- I definitely will we'll, we'll get that we'll get that they're they're again. pretty they're pretty raunchy like while i was there like the coaches were like you can't tell anybody that this is you so oh it was super like low-key that's why like we didn't really we put it on youtube but like we didn't do anything else with it but they're legit songs i'll send them i'll send them to you love love
0: it 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 reminds me of cross country and track banquets like you just people would just be like free silence roasting each other like oh that's what that's what brings the team together it's just you roast you just roast and chirping each other and just yeah giving each other shit for anything they do
1: Yeah, dude, it was funny, like, I did all that, and then one of the seniors, like, we would do a Secret Santa every year, where, you know, you get, like, a gag gift, whatever, seniors pick the freshman that they want, and then, like, the rest of the team will, like, draw a name out of a hat, whatever, and you just get the guy a gift, like, if he has, like, smelly breath or whatever, you'll, like, his gift will be, like, a toothbrush or something like that, or, you know, like Europeans, for example, I'm sure you've played with some Euros, like you get you play with some Euros are a little stinky. So like, you'll get them like a stick of deodorant or something, whatever. So one of the seniors picked me that I had like chirped in one of my freestyles and he fucking wrote a rap. And like that year, I was like, kind of like pursuing this girl, whatever. I had this crush on this girl. And one of the boys ended up fucking banging her at a party. So he ended up getting this girl to, like, come in and fucking say, like, have a line in the, have a line in the song to her, like, a verse in the song. And she just, like, talks about, like, banging one of my other teammates. And, like, oh, this it was fucking so funny. brutal. <laughs> it was so funny, though. Like, I didn't expect it too, because, you know, it was just, like, but he, like, legit recorded, like, the same thing, like, recorded a little freestyle. And it was funny. Yeah, that, so that's my rap career
0: Not a that, that, That's hilarious. And you'll definitely have to send me those those songs after we get done with this episode.
1: Yeah, I might have to pick up the, my rap career again. So maybe I'll try and drop a track this year.
0: This, this, this is the comeback season. <laughs> comeback season. Oh, yeah. The next question is, uh, who's your biggest fan?
1: Biggest fan? Uh, I'd have to go with either my brother or my mom they watch every my grandparents they watch every game and you know they're always checking in they're always following along they've they've been they've seen a lot of a lot of big games they saw me win a national championship they seen me win a college cup so they've been everywhere definitely my yeah. my mom my brother brothers or my grandparents
0: yeah that that that's awesome and just that support group is so so important especially when you are pursuing pro and you're playing pro like you just need that support system because like the ups and downs can be brutal especially the downs
1: yep there's there's some dog days so it's that's when you lean on you know your family your significant other your your buddies those are the you know it's like i said it it takes a village you know it takes a village to to make things run and operate so you know you got your support group you got your fucking teammates you got your coaches it's it's everybody they're all part of it
0: absolutely and then uh the next one how was it winning the kelly cup with the florida everblades and by the way you're the best goalie ever (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: thank you to whoever said that but um it was a lot of fun it was a it was a cool experience i'm really glad we're able to do it like florida has fucking awesome fan base they got some great fans like very loyal fans like winning or loss didn't didn't fucking matter like they're still showing up at practice you know they're they're still telling you what a great person and what a great hockey player you are. So, um, Florida was, Florida was a lot of fun this year. And I was really, you know, really happy that the Kelly cup, it wasn't, you know, like college or a family, like Florida, you're, you're part of a family, you know, you got your boys, you got your fans. And, um, it was, it was really cool. Like winning that for, you know, not only for our sake, but you know, those fans and, you know, the GM and all that, they all, they do a great job down there. So it was, it was awesome awesome experience number two to winning the national championship for sure nothing nothing i don't know (laughs) if anything will top that
0: yeah that's still fantastic and winners win and when you have both fans and players telling you you're a beauty like makes (laughs) it makes makes it even even better
1: yeah winning's fun i mean wherever you win like winning's fun you know whatever league you win in, whether it be a tournament fucking championship whatever it's winning's a lot of fun yeah, exactly. I always say it hurts more to lose. It does. You gotta hate losing more than you like winning
0: too. That that is you're that's so true fun. though, because if like that's how you get that winners' mentality is because you hate you can't stand yeah, losing, and then when you it. win, it just Sucks. it's so much better when you win, and like yeah, it's just so much better, and like it also proves that
1: winners win. Man, it's so easy when you're on a winning streak, like to just keep rolling, and yeah. Like, when you're on a losing streak, it is so fucking hard to claw your way out of that. Like, this year in Florida, like, Florida, I'd fucking go to Florida. We'd be ripping off, like, five games in a row. Yeah, I'd go down to Cleveland, like, we'd be getting spanked every year. We'd lose, like, you know, three, four games in a row. It's like, fuck, man. It's hard to win. Yeah, but it makes you uh, appreciate winning a lot
0: more when you do have that, yeah. like, losing, like, hatred. And just, it keeps building and building. And then when you do get on that heater like everything's unreal yeah it just fucking clicks exactly and like the next the next question is uh has to do with the wink. so everyone loves the wing so like what's the backstory behind it
1: so the wink originally i did it in college um i used to wink at the camera like because i would know they would zoom in on me or whatever there'd be a certain time they'd zoom in on me so i would wink and i like told my grandparents they told my grandma like that's me saying hi to you, so I did it in college, and then um, uh, I just you know kind of came brought it to pro, and like I said, they watch every single game, so like in Florida, they fucking eat it up too, like the literally like second period second intermission, like I know the camera's gonna be on me, and it's like I always yeah. look at it, turn and wink, so it just kind of you know stuck it's it's my little thing, but. Yeah, the wink started. It's and it actually still like it's just me saying hi to my grandma. But now I do it a little bit more. <laughs> so it's that, me saying hi awesome. to her, and then it's also me saying hi to yeah. the band. Oh
0: yeah, that that's awesome. And just like it's another way to get yourself off the off focusing a hundred percent of the time and just oh, have yeah. a little fun during the whistles when uh when the cameras are looking at you.
1: Yeah, a little wink. Make a big glove save and look at the camera, a
0: little <laughs> smirk on my face, a little wink. Make a big glove save and wink while you're making it. <laughs> That's that would be an electric photo too. <laughs> That's next. Oh yeah, and then uh, the next the next question is: How excited are you to be with uh, Charlotte Checkers going into this season?
1: Yeah, I'm excited. It's I'm glad that you know this year around I'll actually be in the Florida Everblades. If I am to be down in Florida, yeah. I'll be in the Everblades organization, but. Um, no, hopefully, hopefully I'll stick in Charlotte and, um, you know, it'll be a good season. I know Charlotte's a really cool city and I actually have some family that lives not too far from there and a, a couple buddies that live in town. So um, I'm excited. Hopefully, you know, hopefully it all works out and I can go there and do a job, do a good job and stop the puck and hopefully make it up to the big leagues. But no, I'm excited. It's, it's a good opportunity and I'm going to run with it. Yeah, maybe maybe get some more hardware while you're at it. No big deal. Yeah, right? Chase that Calder cup.
0: We'll yeah. go to Kelly,
1: the Calder, to the Stanley. Oh, yeah, that, that would be unreal.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, and then the, the next one. Side. Oh, yeah, exactly. And the next one is uh, – hold on, I lost one. Uh, how many nights a week do you recommend playing Halo with the boys to keep that hand
1: eye sharp? <laughs> that's funny um i don't really play halo too much anymore but i got a little group that goes on there so i'll fire up there every once in a while but no halo halo's a lot of fun xbox it's like a way of hanging out with your buddies when you're gone so i used to be a really big gamer i don't really game too much anymore i got the like brand new fucking new xbox when i was in columbus and i've only turned it on like probably three times so not really a big gamer anymore but i enjoy my occasional halo sessions
0: yeah those those are always always fun and like yeah i'm the, I'm the same way i used to play a lot but now yeah. i barely have time and i have other things to do so it's like i i don't get yeah. touched uh, xbox in a year and a half to 2 years
1: yeah, I don't I've played maybe a handful of times the past couple of years. Plus, like living in Florida, I've I've been in Florida. I was like, I'm not gonna fucking sit inside, and play Xbox I'm like well, It's warm or or you wanna enjoy enjoy the beach, go something. to the
0: go to the golf yeah. course, just any anything but anything other than video games. Yeah,
1: anything to get me the outside there.
0: Yeah, exactly. But I've I have three more questions here. So what's your favorite food and then place to eat at in South Florida?
1: favorite place to eat in south florida let me think about that for a second there's this little uh there's this little like mexican place called taco vasquez in this fucking like beater i think it's like a mobile gas station or whatever but it's literally like the most authentic mexican you'll get you go in there it's like all they like speak spanish to you basically like barely understand when you're making your order or whatever. So um that's that's one of my favorites, one of the go-tos with the boys there. And then we go to Twin Peaks a lot. They have cold beers and hot waitresses. So that's a that's another favorite for the boys. But my all time favorite restaurant wherever I'm at, regardless, is Taco Bell. So my favorite place to eat in South Florida is Taco Bell.
0: (laughs) What 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 are you getting from Taco Bell?
1: Uh, I switch it up every time. If they get something new on the menu, I try every new item. So anytime I see a commercial or I have a Taco Bell app on my phone with the push notifications, So I'll get a notification when they drop something new. And that's my excuse to go there and get Taco Bell. Have you uh, uh, you tried the Baja? Yeah, the Baja Blast. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's my favorite pop. That's on the top of my Mount Rushmore. Is Baja Blast number one? But my staples there always get a number seven steak quesadilla, always with a Baja Blast. I get a, a side of nacho cheese to dip my quesadilla in. It's fucking gas. Uh, crunch wrap. I like the crunch wrap. Mexican pizza. They brought that back, but they're fucking always sold out of it. So you can never get it. But yeah, Taco Bell's fucking high end, man. I'll eat there every meal if I could
0: and yeah, that, that that's awesome like taco bell is so, <laughs> so so good like I'll, like i didn't even go there just uh yeah. if i have a taste for tacos like i'm gonna, i'm going to go to taco yeah. bell
1: yeah t bell go grab yourself a, a, one of them three packs or a 12 pack fuck they got it all there
0: curly fries the curly like cinnamon fries too
1: yeah the cinnamon
0: twist electric I, I i love that and then uh the final two questions is uh what's your uh, game day routine usually
1: um game day routine i like to skate on game day so i'll go to the rink you know get a little hot tub stretch get the body going get on the ice i don't really like to stay on the ice for too long on game days maybe make like yourself 10, feel good yeah 10-15 minutes float some in on me let me feel the puck and then um i grab a meal lay down for a nap you know if i'm feeling it i I don't really have like a, a too much of a tricky that I follow like to a T it's just like I have things that I do but you know if, if I don't nap I don't nap if I nap I nap it's yeah you know I just kind of relax and I really try not to think about the game too much like I I find it's like I the way that I operate I have like a happy medium if I'm too focused, too dialed in, like, don't, don't talk to me, like yeah. catch in, whatever, I find I don't play as good. And if I'm too relaxed, you know, having fun playing sewer, or whatever, then it's like, then I'm almost like, you know, not up to speed. It's like that fine line of dial, yeah. but having fun. So, you know, I, I think about like, who we're playing, I'll think about who their guys are, but that's really about the extent of it. I don't really think you know too much about hockey unless i'm at the rink it's just kind of like when i'm driving to the rink that's kind of like when i start to turn my brain on like all right let's start to lock in and then once i get there it's all business yeah
0: that that that's that's great and like everyone has their own own routine and what they do and like whatever whatever works for you works for might not work yeah for, for someone else but like it's still it's cool to see like everyone's routine and just see how they prepare yeah. like on a daily basis when they do get to games yeah. Everyone's different. Yeah. What exactly. works for you
1: might not work for me. What works for me might not work for you. Just the way it goes. Exactly. Go. It's
0: just the way it goes. But then uh, the final question is, uh, do you, what are some tips you have for uh, goalies looking to get to that next level?
1: Um, Don't get discouraged. Like, you know, it's life's hard. Hockey's hard. Your Your, your path to whatever, you know, like, some people it's just getting to college some people it's it's playing juniors so it's you know it's having those goals it's you got to have something you want to strive for so um i always say you know shoot shoot for the stars and you know whatever as if you if you lose or whatever it's just all learning lessons along the way yeah. so i always set my i set my bar high and um you know you, you got to work hard to get there it's you get what you you get out what you put in so if you're you know if you're eat eat, sleep and whatever playing hockey then you you're going to be good and um you know if you commit yourself if you set yourself set your mind to it like you can you achieve anything so um you know it's it's not hard to do but it's really hard work if that makes sense like it's it's about putting a plan in place, it's about putting the work in to do it, feeling good doing it, looking good while you're doing it and then going out and doing it. So, you know, it's classic look good, feel good, play good.
0: Yeah, that's that's uh that's a, a quote to the T and just like that's a that's a great tip and advice yeah. for everyone cuz like as it is, if you put your mind to it, like you can you can definitely yeah. do it like if you're going to shoot moms. for the stars, like if you're going to keep keep trying you you fail while doing it you i'm not gonna yeah. live my life with regrets like i'm gonna go no. until until i yeah. can't like because i'm not gonna live my life with regrets
1: no fucking go until you can't go anymore exactly and then when it's all said and done that's when you take a step back and you just fucking tip your cap like hey yep. you did it you know you did what it, you did what you could maybe you know what maybe i didn't make the fucking nhl maybe i didn't maybe I didn't go play D one hockey or whatever, you know, I'm sure you met a ton of people along the way and you became a better person for it. So shoot for the stars and fucking, you can do anything you set your mind to confirmed.
0: Great, great life lessons with, uh, with the Cam Johnson, most dangerous yeah. man in the South, in South Florida and Hell an yeah. absolute beauty.
1: <laughs> so are you. You're a beauty <laughs> uh,
0: absolutely. Th- thank you. But uh, Cam, This has been a lot of fun. I I really appreciate the time you took to come on the show, and I really appreciate, like, everything. And just I look forward to following your career the rest of the way and see how you do in Charlotte, this year.
1: Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it, man. It was good chatting with you. Glad I'm finally able to get on here. And um, good luck to you, too, man. Good luck and he's I don't know if you you followers know, but he's trying out for a a team of the fed here. So good luck to you as well and and your career, too. I'm going to be following along with you absolutely i, we'll I appreciate that we'll have to reconvene it we'll have to reconvene again do another podcast we'll yeah absolutely and there.
0: get uh get uh dk on as well
1: yeah it's the mobility guy damn it they're on <laughs> us last
0: minute yeah but what what are you gonna do but thank you again for all the support and everything cam and you're a yep. you're a fucking beauty
1: <laughs> so are you bro man most valuable beauty i appreciate oh, yeah. it man. love it i appreciate it thank you yeah no problem brother we'll see ya yeah.